Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. Before I start with this lesson, I want to go back to the last lesson, which is entitled Return of the King. Feel free to go back within the catalog and listen to it. The specific point I want to talk about in relation to that, which carries over a bit into today's lesson, was Abishai and his desire to kill Shimei. As I was doing my research for today's lesson, which is Know Your Role, I went back and looked at David's interaction with Shimei when he was fleeing from Absalom in the first place. And I saw there, which I didn't see before, that Abishai said the same thing that he did when Shimei came humbly to repent for what he'd done and asked that David not hold him to that, that he was wrong. Abishai said the same thing. You cursed the king. Shouldn't he die? Let me kill him. He should die. Abishai said that both as he was doing it, Shimei that is, and when he came back asking for forgiveness. David also said the same thing. He said, look, sons of Zariah, do we get along about anything? Are y'all always against me? He seemed to be at odds with them all the time. Now, granted, Abishai's thoughts were valid and they were justified. You're cursing the king. You should die because you're cursing God's anointing. David, in his wisdom, decided not to kill him. As they were going out, he was like, maybe the Lord told him to do this. I, I don't know. And on the way back, he was like, look, I'm not killing him. The Lord has shown me favor. Just leave him alone. I'm not going to mar this day by killing this man. Either way it goes, saying something against the king, especially falsely, put you in danger of death. I mean, he, he should have and could have died. Abishai was just looking out for the king and doing what he thought was right to do, or at least saying, hey, shouldn't this be done? People may think they know what's right for you. Make sure you do what God says to do. All right, as I stated, this week's lesson is know your role. We are going to go a little further in 2 Samuel chapter 19. And just for context's sake, probably want to read verses 31 through 39 for today's lesson. I'm not going to read them today, but I encourage you to read that for context. So here's how things went. Barzillai and David were having a conversation. Barzillai did a great thing by providing for David in exile at Mahanaim. This was a city within Gad's territory that was given to the Levites. Ramoth was a city of refuge in that same area so again those were both levitical cities uh, sacred cities that had been given by the tribe of gad to levi but mahanaim specifically was not necessarily the city of refuge it would seem as if david may want to run to the city of refuge but he hadn't killed anyone and being there would not have kept him from being taken out by absent david also was in another one of these kinds of cities when he got Goliath's sword. Nob was a sacred city, a city given to the Levites, a city where the priests lived. That was in Benjamin's territory. So there's a correlation here. 
as far as David's travels and the places that he went as he was fleeing those who sought to kill him. Barzillai was a wealthy man and he could help David. David had his own house in Mahanaim. Barzillai used the resources that God had given him to be of help and be of assistance. Andy Stanley says often regarding the finances and the resources that are received, he says, don't assume it's for you to consume. And Barzillai did not have that assumption. He lived in a way that, yes, did he have great wealth? Absolutely, but he used that wealth to build the kingdom. So I encourage you as well, don't assume that the things that you get are for you to consume. Instead of being selfish, Barzillai provided for the king, and we should look for ways to provide for others as well. He wasn't the only one. Shobi and Makir also came with Barzillai when David crossed the Jordan, and they brought provision to welcome David and his delegation to that side of the Jordan. These men had wealth and used it to fund the Lord's work. We are merely stewards. We don't own anything. When you look at the resources in your possession this way, it makes it easier to be a blessing. We need to be wise with what we have. As the parable of the talents said, the more faithful we are with what he has given us, the more he entrusts to us. Now, David wanted Barzillai because of that faithfulness and because of the blessing he'd been to him. He wanted Barzillai to go with him back to Jerusalem and to be pretty much kept by David. Make sure that all of his needs were provided for and he could live in ease, take in all of the benefits of living in the king's house. But Barzillai was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. that. That's not for me. I'm going to go with you across the Jordan. But I don't I, I don't want to make that trip. I can't make that trip. It was 126 miles from Mahanaim to Jerusalem and Barzillai was old admittedly old he said to David look I'm 80 years old I can't hear I can't taste I don't know how much longer I'm going to live I'm not even going half the way with you I'm just here to see you back across the Jordan he felt that if he went along he'd be burdensome would it be good for him to be taken care of by David absolutely but it wasn't what he wanted he knew what was right to do, and now he's ready to transition into the final stages of his life. He wants to come for home, wants to be near where his family is buried, so he can be buried there too. Why make the trip only to have David return his bones back to Mahanaim? Sometimes the reward that we receive for the things we do is not necessarily on earth. It may just be the satisfaction of knowing that God used you and that his will was done and that you were an instrument of his to bring about that. That in and of itself is wonderful. Barzillai knew his role. He finished his assignment and he was ready to move on. But he didn't stop there. He paid it forward. Yeah, it would have been nice to be pampered by the king of Jerusalem, but he decided since I did something I know I cannot take full advantage of, let someone else get it. So he sent his servant, Chimham, and told David, look, I see what you want to do. I appreciate it. That's not for me. That's not my role. 
if you want to do some, something nice, take Chim Ham with you. Everything you were going to do for me, do it for him. Whatever seems right, do it for him. David's like, all right, cool. We can do that. There are times in your life that blessings will come to you, but it may not be for you. It's to pass along to someone else. You know, you get a raise out of nowhere or a bonus you weren't looking for, and you've been managing your funds well. Now you can take that overflow, that, that blessing you were looking for, and be a blessing to someone else. You may have situations that come about where you can put someone else there to be blessed. Again, we are stewards, so we need to look for ways to be a blessing to others with what he provides for us as well. So some key points to take away from today's lesson. Don't assume it's yours to consume, quoting Andy Stanley again. It's absolutely fantastic. He also says give, save, live, which is something else that I'm incorporating into my life. First, making sure that my gifts go to the Lord, which for many people who love the Lord, that's not really a problem. The saving part? Yeah, that's where we get in trouble. But we have to save because you don't know what the future holds. And it's just wise, being wise stewards. It's wise to put something aside for those unexpected things. Don't use credit or mama them to bail you out when the unexpected happens. Your car is going to break down. Something is going to go wrong with your house. You're going to be sick and have to go to the hospital. These are all unexpected yet things that occur regularly. Preparing for them again shows your wise stewardship, which is a good reason why Barzillai was in this position was because he's a wise steward. So again, stewardship gives wisely. Don't assume it's yours to consume. Know your strengths and limitations and work within them. Do what you know God is calling you to do, not necessarily what man says. Everything that looks good isn't good for you. Count the cost of what's being presented. Bless others with the blessings God has given you when you have an opportunity and you can do that. Selah, pause, and think about this. In the next episode, we will continue on in 2 Samuel, ending out of chapter 19, probably going through chapter 20, speaking about Sheba's revolt. Until then, God bless and keep it together.